Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to talk sports. Not current sports, but sports nonetheless. This is a special episode because on this podcast, I've got the brothers from the Sports Life Talk podcast. My man KT and my boy B. Jones. I'm a big fan of their podcast. These guys are on every Wednesday night live on YouTube. So make sure that you check them out Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of our favorite sports moments. And we're going to get in a little goat talk. (laughs) So you don't want to miss it. So after the break, we will be on here talking about sports with the brothers from the Sports Life Talk podcast. So sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. As I mentioned in the intro, we are talking sports. And man, I'm going to be honest. I got two of the best sports people that you will want to listen to. Um, big, big fan of these guys, man. Their show, it comes on every week. You can catch them on YouTube. It's called Sports Life Talk. Uh, got to welcome in the brothers Sports Life Talk. First up, uh, the mouth of the South, <laughs> my man B. Jones. <laughs> B. Jones, what up, man? Yeah, why why are you lying to your fans, man? You said you said these brothers are the best at sports talk, and you really was just talking about me, man. Cam <laughs> don't know nothing, man. <laughs> so much, so much. Lying to the fans. My apologies out there, Twelve Nation. Oh man, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, and his partner in crime, my man KT, the coach. KT, what's good, baby? Man, what's good? I gotta address my my tag team partner though. Though, right. man, you can't go to another show and trash your brother like that. My man, man, my man, man. You know I ain't got no home training. No, you know no. what I'm saying? My bad. Where, where you from? The mud. That's how y'all act. No yeah, home Kev, training. Kev, you my you my PIC man. I love you, bro. I uh, see on on in front of Twelve Nation. <laughs> I'm giving you your props. I love you, man. No I don't doubt. Love you. Let's go, Kyle. No doubt. Well, I, I, we, this really has been, you know, a long time coming. If you follow the podcast, if you follow me, you know, that I did appear on these guys podcast uh, was late last year. Uh, and I had a ball. I mean, it was just good. Just, you know, getting on there and talking, chopping it up in sports with them. Again, they know their sports. Uh, so I had to, you know, return the favor and have these brothers on and, and trust me, this will not be the last time they'll be on. Um, so let's get right to it, man. I've got some questions and I'm I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say, you know, to answer these questions. So KT, you're up first. Oh man. Um All right. <laughs> ladies first. Let's go. <laughs> what Ooh. team or person had the biggest upset that you've seen? The biggest what team or person, if you want to do an individual sport, had the biggest sports upset that you've seen? The biggest sports upset that I've seen, man. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't see that question coming. So <laughs> you have to give me a second. Go ahead. Sports upset. 
If you need I some know, time, I, you know, if you need some time, I'll give you mine. Yeah, um, go ahead. This was I want to <laughs> say it was 1985. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going way back. Um, NCAA tournament. The Villanova Wildcats beat the Georgetown Hoyas. And not only did they win, but they were like, an, I mean, this is when Georgetown had Patrick Ewing, the late great John Thompson as their head coach. Yeah. Um, you know, they were, I think they were like a 20-point underdog or something like that. Um, and what I remember about that game is that Villanova shot like, I think it was like, 83% from the floor. Like they literally didn't miss any shots all game long. I mean, like we, we three of us, we watch basketball. It's great if you can shoot 60% from the floor or 50% from the floor. Right, but to right. to shoot 80-something percent from the floor, I mean. They, yeah, that's unreal. They, they, and I remember watching, and I'm not even a Hoyas fan, but I wanted to see Georgetown win because, you know, I, and I've admitted it on this podcast before. I thought Georgetown was an HBCU <laughs> because <laughs> they had a black they had a black head coach and they had all black players. So I hey, mean, rest is John Thompson. No but, doubt. but Kyle, real talk, man. I came up like John Thompson was my first mm-hmm. kind of visualization of seeing an African American male leading a group of men on on national television. Like I, I just we didn't have that many African coaches, and John Thompson was like. He was like the the coach on the block, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like we got a brother that's coaching these this this school, this prestigious school. Because don't get me wrong, Georgetown ain't no academic chumps, you know. Nope, not you at got, all. <laughs> you got to have it. You got to have it in the mental to get into Georgetown, and so uh, that that was a uh, that was huge. I like that HB the first HBCU yeah. Georgetown. <laughs> yes, the well, culture they were successful. We saw black young men being successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All day long. Okay. And, and I so got Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna go with uh Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson in 1990. Kevin, you bro, I'm gonna tell you something, Kevin. This is why this is why me and you we 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 partners in crime, brother. I just wrote that down on a piece of I had a backup. I knew you was gonna steal mine, so I came up with a backup. But you go ahead and I digress. Tell us about Buster Douglas and how that made you feel. Because to this day, I still believe that Mike Tyson took a dive. We should have beat this man. This dude is going in there kicking people's butts in like 20, 30 seconds, and then this dude shows up. You know what I'm saying? I think I think Tyson took a dive on that, to be honest uh, with you. Look, you look at – yeah, go back and watch the tape, yeah, Kev. Yeah. He was looking for that mouthpiece yeah. on that mat. There wasn't no <laughs> dive. That was, that, was that was a – I don't know I, if yeah. I can use explicit say, words on, on Kyle's show. But, I mean, I know what you're saying. Oh, yeah, you can cuss. You can cuss. We grown. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was an ass whoop. Yeah, he got his ass whooped. <laughs> Bad, too, by the way. Took, uh, took took two right to the face. Black, black. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, so what you got, B. Jones? Man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, your, your fans don't know me, but I'm a, I'm a true blue diehard college football fan. I love football in general, but college football is like my my passion, my my, my baby. And I'm going to go upset. I believe it was 2004. Hopefully, your fans can correct me if I'm wrong. 2004, 2005 is somewhere in that era. Appalachia State went mm. into the big house yeah, and Michigan. defeated Michigan. Yes, 
I remember watching that live. That game was crazy. <laughs> that, was, that was a nut. I mean, that was just mess. when it, everything from from beginning to end. And what's crazy about that game was that like Michigan had like Chad Henney at the mm-hmm. quarterback. They had Mike Hart at running back. And we talking about guys who were like preseason all the If my memory serves me correct, I believe Michigan was the number four team in the nation at the time. Mm. It was crazy. Wow. But didn't they get beat by uh, on the block field goal? Was that the game? Yeah, yeah, that was the game winner. Michigan was uh, lining up for for a field goal attempt to win the game, and Appalachian State blocked the field goal attempt and won the game. You know what? People people don't really remember that game because as history as history is revision, it turned out that that Michigan team really sucked. Mm. Just being honest with you, (laughs) they did. did. (laughs) Hey, but to be honest, what Michigan team hadn't sucked lately? Just keep it real. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Well, I mean, you know, especially here recently, man, I mean, you get you you got a good point. They yeah. they have underachieved, especially in the Harbor era. So I, I'm I'm feeling you on that. Um, He's making his name alone in Michigan right now. And didn't they just sign him to a contract? An extension? Yeah, that didn't really make a lot of sense to me, but hey. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Now, uh, now, now, Kyle, I got to do this. I got to run. I don't know why I love messing with my boy Kev. But I, I also, I also remember LSU. I also remember. I also remember LSU defeating Florida when Florida had Danny Werfel as the quarterback. Yes. Heisman, Heisman quarterback, and uh, they thought they were going to come into LSU and win them, and, and them Bayou Bengals pulled off the biggest upset against number one Florida. You remember that, Kevin? <laughs> Kyle, I need you to take control of your show so we can <laughs> You're doing a little too much for me. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is how these brothers get down for real. <laughs> this is how they get down every Wednesday on YouTube. Make sure that you check out Sports Life Talk on YouTube. Um, don't, don't forget, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Wednesdays Central. at 8 p.m. Live. Live. You can catch them on the live stream and subscribe to their uh, site. Ooh, I um, like you, Kyle. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. You always got to get the plugs. Um, just to piggyback on the, the, the Georgetown-Villanova game, Georgetown, I mean, Villanova won. The score was 66-64, to right? And they did shoot 82% from the floor. And, again, Georgetown, they came in with guys like Patrick Ewan, um, David Wingate, Michael Jackson, hee-hee, <laughs> and, uh, and Reggie Williams. And so, like, they had, I think, those four guys actually went to the pros. Um then one other thing that I remember about this game was just how locked in Villanova uh, point guard Gary McClain was. And Gary McClain, okay, so little, little, well, it's a, it's a pretty known fact, but I'm going to drop a gem on it before we move to the next topic. Gary McClain, so you guys know how, at least back in the day, when you won a title, you go visit the White House, right? Yes. So okay. they go to the White House. And he he later admits this in an uh, not ESPN uh, Sports Illustrated article. Gary McClain admitted that when he went to the White House with his team, he was high off cocaine. Wow! He said they stood there and were being praised by then President Ronald Reagan. He said the only thing he could do was stare at the back of Reagan's head because he was out of it. He said he did about six or seven lines of cocaine before they hit the White House. He said he was high out of his mind. Straight booger sugar. <laughs> well, we do know that, you know, Reagan brought it to our neighborhoods, I mean, too. You know, you know it is what it, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
Let's keep it real. Exactly. exactly. So yeah, Gary McLean and, and and it's funny because if you go look at YouTube or whatever like that and you look at them at the press conference, he he literally is standing there staring at Reagan's head. He's not moving, he's not doing and he he also mentioned in the article how, you know, parent was and everything. He thought the secret service were out to get him and all kind of stuff. Like he was he started tripping like before they left the White House, but nobody noticed that he was high off cocaine either. But he was gone off that cocaina. Man, this is crazy, Kyle, that you brought this game up because I'm sitting there just looking at it and uh, everything about this matchup was historic. It, this is such an iconic game that I never got the opportunity to watch it and I'm going to, as soon as we log off, I'm going to go jump on YouTube and see if I can catch this whole game. Not only was this game balanced beginning to end, I mean, we're talking about a two-point deficit, but the game was held at Rupp Arena, mm -hmm. which is a legendary college arena. It uh, the, the people who called the game was Brett Musburger and Billy Pack legends mm -hmm. i mean just everything about this this stage uh was just it was just phenomenal man that that's nuts yeah i know man it, I, I remember watching it live and it was just and again it was it was one of those situations where georgetown was the overall favorite nobody picked villanova i mean you know some people picked the, the game to be close but, but nobody thought that villanova could win this game and for them to you know pull it out and have that kind of upset was crazy um, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, that Georgetown team was 34 and one yes. going into that game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think they had beaten Villanova a couple of times that year. Go ahead, Casey. Number 16 seed that beat Virginia not too long ago. Um, good question. I Man, I don't know why I want to say Southern University. I, I think HBCU beat them. I'm, I'm going to look that up. That That's a good one. I know was, one of them HBCUs. Was, you know what? Southern beat Georgia Tech, but Georgia was number two seed. Yeah, I remember that. It was I can't the the name of that school is on the tip of my tongue, um, but yeah that that was uh that was a huge upset as well, um, and I'll start with B Jones on this one. What moment in sports of all the moments that you've seen that you wish you could have attended live, and it doesn't necessarily uh. have to be. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that happened in your, you know, you know, since you've been here on Earth. It could have been like if you say the thrill of Manila, whenever. What one sports moment that you wish you could have attended live, and why? Well, okay, so uh, I'm gonna give you two answers on this one, Twelve okay. Kyle, because the first one is not fat of your fans. I'm a, I'm a diehard LSU fan. If I could have been a part of that 2019 championship <laughs> in New Orleans, watching the greatest college team to ever play if I could have been able to witness that I think it would have been absolutely uh bucket list but what a lot of people don't know about me especially our fans of the show and I guess they may have caught on to it by now I'm I'm, I'm like a big time uh nut mm. and um if I could have been oh I could I could pick probably 10 matches right now that I would have loved to have been a part of, but I'm going to narrow it down to two. It would have been Sugar Shane Mosley when he swept the last seven rounds against Oscar De La Hoya mm. in, uh, in the forum. And then uh, the other probably been Floyd Mayweather when he, when he fought against Canelo Alvarez. Those fights had so much electricity surrounding them. They, they were just huge. I mean, so... Th those events have just been in the building and just, you know, touched the hem of the garment. It just, <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just felt that energy. It would have been absolutely nuts, man. No doubt. No doubt. What about you, KT? Well, B. Jones is going to be surprised. But I'm going to go boxing, too. I would love to see Muhammad Ali grill. 
I would love to see him fight George Foreman. Ooh, wow, wow, wow. And one of the reasons is everybody knew that Foreman had the power, so Muhammad Ali had to use his boxing skills and his mental to beat this guy. He beat him up top. Hey, I'm going to let you throw all these haymakers you want, and mm -hmm. guess what? When you get tired, I'm whooping that ass, and that's exactly what <laughs> Oh man, that is crazy. That, that you know what that people, I guess, especially because we're we're a little bit older, we're we're a little bit more seasoned probably than a lot of people that's listening. We the three of us remember a time when boxing was the shit. You know, like boxing it was really boxing when you it was going, culture. You yes. Like six seven fights a year, not yes. this. I'm fight once a year. <laughs> well, you know the difference. You know the difference. Twelve cow. Mm -hmm. Is that back then boxing used to it used to almost be free. It was HBO. Remember yes, back when yes, HBO had a control? Yes. Now you gotta pay $79.99, mm -hmm. $90 to fight. And that's us as black folks, we ain't gonna pay. <laughs> we ain't gonna pay that type of money. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go to somebody. That's else. the problem. Yeah, everybody, everybody going. But you know, HBO was you you could just go home on a Friday night, the street lights come on, you was heading home to watch the Tyson fight. And that's just that's just how it worked out. So mm -hmm. no doubt. Yeah, you're right. It, it, I, I can even go back a little bit further, man. I remember when boxing, when the major fights would come on ABC on Saturday afternoons. So, like, yep. you, would, you would catch an Ali fight or Sugar Ray Leonard fight on ABC. You know, there was no such thing as pay-per-view. You know, if you wanted to pay, you had to go see it live. But other than that, you could see it on TV and everything like that on national TV. It wasn't on any type of cable, anything. Those are the good old days, man. I, I remember those days. Um Sports moment I wish I could have seen live. Um, damn, that's tough. It's so many. Um, I I, I probably Michael I would Jordan, when he took his last uh, shot. Yeah, the slam dunk contest with Michael Jordan and Dominique. That probably <laughs> been crazy. Yeah, man. I I would probably say. I I'd probably go back to that one, like you said, uh, Jordan's last game. Um. Last game is a bull, which I honestly thought should have probably been his last game, period. He it, he probably should have stayed retired. But that that game and just the ebb and flow of that game was just crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely said that. That's definitely would have wanted to attend live. Um, let's see, KT, I'm going to come back to you. Um, when we talk about sports, what was the most touching moment that you've seen in sports? It didn't necessarily have to have made you cry, but, you know, might have kind of pulled on the heartstrings. You might have, you know, Onion might have appeared in the room when you were watching this. Most touching moment in sports that you remember or that you, you know, that you've actually seen. Okay, one that kind of sticks out. Uh, you remember it was the Olympics. Mm. And I want to say the guy tore his hamstring. Okay. And he was on the ground. And his goal was to finish that race, but... He couldn't do it by himself, so yes. his dad came from the stands. Yes. Do y'all remember that one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His dad got him. You know, security tried to stop his dad from going. He's like, nah, that's my boy. I'm going out there. And they finished that race. So if I had to go with one, that's the one I'm going to go with. Okay. Okay. In the Olympics, Kay. no doubt. Kev, I, man, we synchronization, but I guess that's why we do one of the dopest podcasts on this side of the Mississippi. Hey, Joe, that's why we're the Deadly Boys of a podcast. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. 
Shaq and Kobe, baby. Let's go. Let's go. go. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to give your fans a little bit of something different. I'm going to take it away from uh, from the Olympics because I could go through a couple of Olympic moments. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take them back to the, to the gridiron, right? And it was this kid, and I don't know why I can't think of the life of me. He was a um, he was a, 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 a football player, and he went blind. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, oh, USC, USC, actually, it was it was close to the end of the game. USC oh, had yeah, secured yeah, the yeah, game, yeah, yeah. but uh, but they let a blind kid, fully pad, come out there. He snapped Jake, the ball. What's his name? Jake, Jake Olson. Olson. That's mm-hmm. it. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Jake Olson. Snap ball. In the real game, and they and I mean the other team, they 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 eased up a little bit, but they gave him the moment. They let, <laughs> they treated it as if it was a real game, and he was able to. And I mean the snap was picture perfect. What? They kicked their point, and at that point in time, I I I kind of I kind of got a little bit of my face back in humanity. That was a big moment for me. Wow. I was like, you know, we can stop and we can celebrate little things like this. But uh, there was also a kid in high school. And I never knew his name, but he, he was an autistic kid. Mm-hmm. He dropped uh, six three-pointers in the last minutes, yes. last two minutes of a high school game. Yes. He was a senior. That moment, uh, just watching it on, on IG, I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> so those those, uh, those types of moments do bring me to tears, man. Oh, no doubt, man. No, the, the, I remember I – rem- it wasn't until you said his name. I remember that kid, the, the long snapper at USC. And you're right, he's blind. Like, he's – couldn't see and he made a picture perfect long snap for them to kick the extra point and yep. um, that was that was definitely a feel good story that I think if I'm not mistaken that was like the lead story on sports center that night and like they yep. when the game was over like they celebrated and picked him up and carried him off the field and everything it was it was one of those it was great, crazy great yeah feel good moments if, if you remember they did a special on him before he went to USC he's been a lifelong fan and the fact that he was able to get a scholarship and actually go and do that Hats off to USC. No doubt. Yeah, I, be- I believe that was uh, Pete Carroll's decision too. I believe I believe Pete Carroll was the uh, was the math behind that. So yeah, I got to give I got to give him a, a rose for that. No but I need Pete Carroll to go ahead and ship uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Shoot the New Orleans Saints. That's right. That's ship not Russell going Wilson. That's not Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson Dak, not going I love anywhere. Dak, but uh, get Russell Wilson. <laughs> He's bringing Sierra. So hey, y'all know Russell yeah. Wilson ain't going nowhere. That's not know. gonna happen. I, I mean, it, it, you know what? We have a lot of time before they actually have to make a move, but I would be surprised and borderline shocked if if Russell Wilson gets traded. Um, you know, you never know. And uh, like one of my boys pointed out to me today, he said, uh, he was like, you know, Russell wants to stay in Seattle. He's like, but you know who's making that move behind the scenes? Sierra. <laughs> Sierra's like, baby, I want out of here. And you know, when wifey says you ready to leave. It's time to leave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he the choice. Let's be real. We've seen his wife. Yes, yes. If she wants to go to Alaska, guess what? I'm buying an extra oh. jacket. We out. Yeah, that was a bad one. You know it. You know it. Um, my most touching moment, it's, it's been a few. Um, and, you know, people that know me, y'all know I'm a thug. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the one that pulls at my heartstrings, man, it, like like you said, an Olympic moment was for me in 1996. Uh, my favorite athlete of all time, Muhammad Ali, um, lighting the torch in the 96 games here in Atlanta. Wow. Um, that, and, you know, he was shaking because he had Parkinson's disease. And it was, it, it was just, it was different for me because I guess I saw, Ali was the first athlete that I can remember, you know, as far back as I can remember. So, and he was so charismatic and so, you know, 
boastful and so intelligent. He was so many things. And by the time, you know, Parkinson's had robbed him of, you know, so much of what he had in his motor skills for him to still be able to get up there and do that and still be full cognizant of what's going on was amazing to me, man. And just me seeing him there, man, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I said I was watching it and one tear came and then another tear came and then I tried to like walk out the room and I couldn't by the time I left the room man I was I mean not nose crying I was just because that's my guy so Cal I hope you can edit this out man I got to give you a different perspective I, I actually got in trouble at that exact same moment so and like you I too have memory from from Muhammad Ali but I was reprimanded and I want to give the 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 I guess you call it the the the, the peak behind the the, the curtain mm-hmm. I was only about 12 years old okay. at the time okay okay uh, I might have been a little bit older I might have been 12 14 but something you were old like enough that, to know better too. I was old enough to know, brother boy. He he was up there shaking. I made the joke out. My grandfather jumped on me. I said, I said, man, he looked like he about to burn the damn stadium down if he make one false move. And oh my goodness, you I got sent out the room. You like I didn't you didn't even get, get your ass whooped. I, I almost did. I almost <laughs> did. Thank God, my grandfather was a deacon. Oh man, and you know what? You know, you know why? Because he Ali resonates so. Much. I'm sorry, Katie. What'd you say? The one thing I will say about him is people loved him when he couldn't speak anymore. That's, That's when they started loving him. This is true. This when is he true. spoke the truth, they didn't want to hear it. But when he could anymore, oh, we love you now. This is true. And, you know, I think, you know, to, to your point, KT, it was, you know, a lot of people were like that as far as Ali. But, you know, when Ali was in his prime, I mean, and, and like I said, B. Jones, I'll cut you some slack. Or, you know, the people in that room and your grandfather probably wanted to cut you some slack, but for them, Ali was their, you know, Malcolm X, he was their Dr. King, he was their Jordan, he he was everything, you know, and we haven't seen that type of, I mean, again, a guy who was in his prime, you know, walked away from his prime, you know, because he didn't like what the government was doing and he wasn't going to serve in Vietnam, you know, and was stripped of his title his dignity and he still was who he was and um you know so for your grandfather that that guy was you know no it wasn't it wasn't gonna be no jokes your, your grandfather wasn't gonna let you get that off <laughs> no nah, i wasn't able to get it off but you know i was trying to be a clown you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I'm, I'm one of muhammad ali's biggest fans man i was just trying to get a laugh but uh but that whole, that whole olympics in atlanta was huge though man it was it was it really was memorable for so many reasons um all right, B. Jones. Let's go. What was the most devastating loss that your team has experienced? Any of your teams. The most devastating loss any of your teams, college, pro, whatever. Man, your fans your fans going to get tired of me being a homer, but I'm the mouth of the South. I am from Louisiana, mm-hmm. the Louisiana, and uh, – the 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 uh the the Minneapolis miracle had me had tears coming down man it bro- it broke me it broke me down all the way uh seeing Stephon Diggs catch that ball mm. as time expired uh, uh it, it uh it was it was I I mean it was true dating man for all the wins and like we haven't been able to get back there since so I honestly still hadn't gotten over it I'm still I'm still a little emotional <laughs> just right now. <laughs> Oh Hold on, 12 God. Nation. I need a second. I need a second. <laughs> Hold on. Man, listen. That, I, you know, I don't think, 
I don't think people understand how hard it is for that play to happen. Like you can run that play a hundred times, might score on it once. It literally, like you said, B. Jones, it literally was a miracle. And, and what what you what people also don't understand is, and I'm pretty sure people out there listening to this, they 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 probably get the fact that in Louisiana, we don't really have much, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 the worst at education, we the worst economy. I mean, so sports is life. I mean, that's the heartbeat of what we do in Louisiana, and it meant so much. I mean, like, uh, just to get back to that moment and to get another New Orleans Saints team back to the Super Bowl, I mean, the whole it was electricity. And so for, for it to be, you know, to, to be stole just like that, and then, and then don't even get me started on the, the following year with the, <laughs> the, with the, with the playoffs, with the, no, with the no call on the pass interference. So, right. I mean, we, we just took some lumps. We, we, we took some, some hard lumps over the last couple of years. No doubt, yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's been tough for Saints fans all across the board. Um, KT, what about you? Most devastating loss that any of your teams have experienced? I can give you two, but I'm going to give you the one that really hurt. And I'm just going to say three words. Dez caught it. <laughs> Everybody know if you watch that game, he talked about did the ball ever hit the ground? No, he's just so athletic that he tried to cuff it and stretch the ball out to score. And the fact that the NFL and then refs want to say what three, four years later, oh yeah, he caught it. Okay, so can we go back and replay that? Just go ahead and say, hey, that was not a catch. Right. And another one is the Mavericks when we played against the uh, Miami Heat. Mm. When we were up, I think we were up like 10 or 12 with maybe, what, 10 minutes left? And then the ref went off. No, the ref. (laughs) D-Way did go off. Come on, KT. No, listen. Okay, Cal. If one individual shoots 96 free throws and the team shoots 93 total, how how are you going to win that game? Now, I get that uh, Wade was aggressive, but sometimes guys would just look at him and they'd like, you know what? You looked at them wrong, go to the line and shoot two. Okay, KT. I, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to shoot you some bail a little bit. No, don't, don't, don't cut him no slack. But, that's, but, that's, but, here's, that's but you know what? But hold up, B. Jones. But here's the thing, though, KT. Yeah, Wade did make quite a few trips to the free throw 96, line. 96. But, however... And averaged like thirty-seven points in that in that finals. At no point did 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 you know Dallas say, "Hey, let's double him, let's triple him." I mean, because who who else was was Shaq gonna do something? Shaq wasn't doing nothing. That was all D Wade, man. I mean, Cal, if we even tried to tie his shoe and be nice, he was going to the line. It 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 didn't matter. It, it was he just went to the line. He just shot one hundred and twenty free throws. I'm I'm a huge NBA fan. There, there have been very few times where I can even utter something that somebody was Jordan-esque, but that was like as close to like a MJ run as I've ever seen in the playoffs. It was D-Wade was incredible. He was incredible, but <laughs> he how? didn't just all shoot free throws, KG. Come on now, <laughs> ninety-six free throws though. Did he really team, shoot 96, 96 free throws? The team shot 93. You can't tell me that's right. KT, you sure about that? Do I need to look that up? Yes. You can look at <laughs> that. Check, free throws check. 
You can look at You know what? I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, Kyle. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because he he been emotional about that one for a while. I can tell. So I promise you, that's not the first time uh, this conversation about that. And it, uh, won't, it won't be the last. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 you know what? His most emotional moment in sports. So so twelve Kyle Nation can hear about this is when he actually got a technical foul uh, for his when he was coaching his middle school team. That's yes. his most yes. emotional. Oh, do we got time? Do we got time? <laughs> got plenty of time, man. I'm a 12 Cal Nation. I want y'all to hear this. I'm coaching middle school basketball, eighth grade. My guy is on our end. He gets out. You can hear it. Everybody heard it. You know, I let it go because it's middle school basketball. The refs are going to miss some calls. But we go to the other end. The same exact play happens, and we're at home, and they call a foul. Mm -hmm. So I just simply say to the ref, Hey, if you're gonna make that call down, they gotta make it down here. His response was, "Hey, coach, that was all ball." So my response was, "Hey, a ball don't sound like that." I got teed up for that. My first tech. <laughs> now, twelfth cow nation, y'all tell me now, was that tech worthy? I already know the answer. It wasn't, but I guess if did you yell it or did you say it just as calm as you said it just then? I said it just as calm as I did just then having a back and forth all he had to do is say hey coach that's enough i would have been quiet mm -hmm. but don't talk to me and then i respond and you think oh i'm gonna tee you up that's the weakest tech ever okay okay well you know what hey, uh kyle uh -huh, i think ahead. his wife is, i think his wife is the only person to, to make kevin make any other noises and go out of the tone <laughs> <laughs> than what he making right now so, you know what man, man? No. i I'm, I'm gonna cut him some slack because at one point in time i was coaching my son's uh, football team my son Cameron and the and I was one of assistant coaches and the ref you know he missed a call and the kid clearly was holding and he he I mean just tackled our guy and I all I said was I said you didn't see that ref and he didn't say anything I said can't be that stupid mm -hmm. and he threw a flag on me that's <laughs> now that's different you call this man stupid and you, and you know what's funny the, our head coach was like, because the flag came, it's one of those flags that where the flag comes out of nowhere at the end of the play. And like, you're like, wait a minute, play stop. Where would the flag come from? And so the, the head coach was like, and I was like on the, uh, by the, I said it and I walked away. And so the head coach was on the other end of the field. So he was like, Ralph, Ralph, where, where does flag come from? Who, what, what's this flag about? He's like, I got your coach over there for talking to the, to the other official. And I'm standing at the other end of the field and, and the head coach is looking at me like, bro, what are you doing? I was like, what did I say? Because I didn't even see him throw the flag. But, you know, I, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. I, I didn't deserve that flag. <laughs> but you it was stupid. More than I did calling the man stupid. I mean, <laughs> it was Yeah, stupid. they too soft. They too soft now. They can't, you can't even say the S word. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, Let's see. Devastating. Oh, that's easy. Uh, Just two for me. Um, One was when I was with the Falcons, but I'm off that narcotic. Um, <laughs> when I was on that narcotic, man, the Falcons, they were they were in the Super Bowl, and, I mean, you might have heard about it. Uh, they were beating the Patriots. 28-3, right? 28-3 in the third quarter. I mean, like, the probability of them finishing the game and winning was, like, 99.7%. Like, it's a deal. And... I'll share with you guys something that I told my sons as we were watching that game. 
My boys were in the house jumping up and down. Falcons. Robert Alford had just picked off Tommy. A pick six, no less. And I told my sons, I said, this game is not over. And I went on Twitter and everybody on Twitter, oh, the Falcons, da 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 blah, blah, blah. People happy. Falcons fans were going crazy. I said, this game is not over. And, and it's, I wasn't in it because, you know, I thought something bad was going to happen. I just know the game ain't ever over until it's over. And it's the Falcons. Like, you knew that if there was anybody that could possibly blow it, it'd be the Falcons, right? So, so Kyle, let me just say this real quick. Go ahead. When I knew that you guys were going to lose that no, game. Not, not me, not me, them. No, no, I'm, you I'm, I'm off that narcotic. You, you were still in the, I think it was third down, and I want to say Freeman was the running back, right? Mm-hmm. He was gashing for like 4.5 yards yeah. a carry. Yeah. And on third down, you want to throw the ball? Mm-hmm. And when the guy came around, strip Ryan, that changed the whole game. Yeah, I mean, it was the, the Falcons at that – at that juncture that you're talking about. They had the ball. Julio Jones just made some this ridiculous crap. I never saw like that in very few games, let alone the Super Bowl. And the Falcons had it, and they got the ball in first down. I think they ran it. And then second down, they ran a pass play. And he got – Matt Ryan got – and keep in mind, they're in field goal range. So even at the very least, if you kick a field goal, you're up because New Orleans at this point is on a run, and the Falcons are going straight lemon booty, right? So – at that point, if even if you kick a field goal, you're still up 10. It's like two minutes left. You're still going to win this game, right? And they run. They call a pass play, and Ryan gets sacked, and then he gets sacked again, and they're out of field goal range. So, you know, Man, I, I blame, I'm, I'm I blame, remembering it all now. Yeah, I blame Matt Ryan. I blame the offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan. I blame the head coach, Dan Quinn. And to be honest, and again, I'm narcotic, but the Falcons have not been nearly close they, I mean, they were literally three minutes away from winning their first world championship, and they haven't been nowhere near close since then. And I mean, well, I'm gonna then- say this. I'm gonna say this, mm-hmm. Kyle. And uh, I don't, I don't know if y'all got any, if y'all families like mine, uh, we had a couple of of uh, of, of addictive personalities and uh <laughs> not easy to get off them narcotics man, man. so uh you you you'd probably relapse i just I, I just don't think it's easy to shake that like I, you're talking about no i got off that narcotic man i, I after giants fan now. yeah I, i'm i grew up and see that's the thing i grew up a giant i've always been a giants fan so i i adopted the falcons when i moved here so it wasn't like it wasn't like i grew up you know rooting for steve bartkowski and those guys and and dion when he when he got here I just became a – I started supporting the team once I got here in 97. So I've seen bad football since then. I mean, I saw them go to the Super Bowl again. And, you know, typical Falcons, you go to the Super Bowl and the night before the Super Bowl, the reigning NFL man of the year gets arrested for head from a prostitute. Hey, Eugene Robinson. Doesn't Don't get more the Falcon than that. Eugene Robinson. <laughs> So I've seen the Falcons do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was my number two. My number one is um, my Yankees uh, losing to the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to talk about it. But yeah, that's, that's, it's still painful. I, I hate looking at clips. I, I was so glad when Big Poppy retired because I, I don't – 
I don't I like I hate Boston, but I I, I don't I can't hate Big Poppy, but Big Poppy killed us, you know. So it was just like I, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, um next question, KT, what's the most gratifying win team has experienced? The most gratifying I'm going to go with Ooh, most gratifying. Mm-hmm. And it could be college, bro. Or... I know, man. I'm trying to think. Most gratifying. I mean, you know, the Cowboys. They, it's been a while yeah, since. It's too since, easy, though, to win the Cowboys. Yeah, it's, been a, you know, it's been a while since they've had one. That was like, what, when Tupac was still alive? Like 24, 25 years ago. So I'm going to go with probably Florida winning the national championship okay. when they had Chris Leak and Tim Tebow was like the, the running back slash quarterback. Did I know that you were a Florida fan and I'm a Florida State fan? Did I? You knew that. I, uh, we just been whooping out the I past just, couple I mean, of years. I, I'm start, that, you know. starting to wonder why I got this guy on my podcast. <laughs> he's, a Florida, he's a Cowboys <laughs> fan. Man. He's a Florida fan. What the hell's going on here? Yeah. Hey, you got to do a better job of it. I know, right? Pretty much. He's a... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna go with that one, man. When okay. they, when they that one with Tim Tebow, and then when Tebow was able to get one, being the man as well. Oh yeah, that was huge. That was huge. What about you, V. Jones? Man, I got a couple of them. Um, and start off with I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big guy. When y'all get to see the show, uh, I'm a big guy, and I used to play defensive line throughout my whole career. That's just kind of like my attitude. I always wanted to tackle people. And so I had inflated this admiration to a point where, you know, if you ask somebody like who's the most iconic player during a certain time, time frame, mm-hmm. it would have been, it would have been none other than the minister of defense, mm. Reggie Jackson, Reggie, and, White. Uh, Reggie White, excuse me. No, you good. And, uh, and, and, and anyway, but anyway, watching uh, Reggie White and that uh, and that Green Bay Packer team beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, it, it was huge for me it, uh, from a gratification perspective. And the other one is going to be Super Bowl esque as well. The Washington Redskins and Doug Williams mm. uh, was the first African American quarterback. Being able to watch that, it was just it was huge in my household. The same grandfather that uh, that almost almost put some <laughs> on me. He, he was a big time Washington fan and uh and i love that i love that so much and then this one and i told you too but i got three would be dominique dolls uh winning the Ooh, gold medal in okay. the olympics because i and i guess maybe i just had a little crush on dominique dolls i need to google her nowadays but have, uh she still have one she's still- yeah but when she wore that gold that was that was that was dope for me man oh no doubt no doubt she was, she was cold. i do have another one man go ahead if you uh down in tarazi her freshman year in the national championship national championship she went one for 13 so she cost him that game so that next year she came and i think we know what happened after that she's pretty much one of the goats of women's basketball oh no doubt man she definitely one of the greatest of all time i mean just to play and play at the level that she plays at man is just she she's fun to watch she was and, and you know what man she she was one of those type of people like you always saw something, you know what I'm saying? When even when she was in college, even when she was in college, she was dope. So, and she did that and progressed when she made it to the WNBA. Um, let's see, most gratifying win. Oh, that's easy for me. Um, all of the Giants Super Bowls play '86. Um, that one was huge because I was there. 
uh, because my uncle played on the Giants team. But probably the most gratifying was the Giants win February 5th, 2012. Super Bowl against no, what? No, that wasn't February. That was I can't remember which which one it was, but it was the one where the Patriots came in unbeated. Yeah. And they left with that L. <laughs> yeah, I think that was around 2012. And that was that was a huge I still to this day cannot forget David Tyree's yes, uh the, the catch, man. That ah that's crazy. E- Eli, I tell people Eli got to the Hall of Fame off the back of two oh, no question. crazy no games, man. No question. No question. I think Eli's playoff record is like 500. Like he's like he other than those those two pl- Super Bowl runs, you know, he was pretty much average. It was actually February 3rd, 2008. The Giants won 17 to 14 against the New England Patriots who came into the game with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. They came in undefeated. They were looking to have a, a winning undefeated season. And Eli Manning did it to him, man. So that's that's my. Um, well, I think giving Eli a little too much credit with that defensive line. Come on, y'all, let's stop playing. Well, 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 no, 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 I but, agree with you. But, I'm not but, saying Eli won him the game. I'm just saying that based off of those two game performances, that's what's going to get him to the Hall of Fame. Right, KT, yeah. I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent That defensive line with with uh, with Human Yera mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Justin Tuck, Tuck. Mm-hmm. yeah, Michael Strahan, Strahan, yeah, yeah. That, that that defense that defensive line was unreal, fam. But I'm just saying based off of uh, performance, because honestly, I just don't remember like any heroic drives that Eli had during the regular season or any just all-world plays. Like, from an iconic perspective, Eli was really just a little bit above average to me throughout his whole career. He got longevity on his side, but, and I don't know, maybe a Giants fan can go here and school a little bit, but I just, he never stood out to me on fantasy football perspective as somebody I'm going, I'm, I mean, hey, I'm getting Eli early, you know what I mean? That's just, you you, you kind of you, you kind of watched him do his thing. He was slow and steady. He was, mm-hmm. but, he was he didn't bring that wow factor until those two Super Bowls. No doubt. Oh, no doubt. They never had, had Eli on their fantasy team. <laughs> I guarantee they came in last place. Hey man. <laughs> hey man. He, you know what it was that year? Eli I think what it was, he got hot at the right time. He just he yep. had a a pretty average season. He didn't have like even in the playoffs, you know, they had those wins, obviously, and they won on the road, but he played well and he played steady. And same in the Super Bowl. He didn't have, like, it wasn't like he threw for 400 yards, you know, in five touchdowns. He played a slow and steady game. He made the throws. Even the the second time when they beat the Patriots uh, and when they played them in um, Indianapolis, you know, he makes that throw to Mario Manning. Eli, could, he could make that throw 100 times. He'll, he'll probably only complete that pass one time. You know, he just – he was so, in a zone, did, man. Yeah, but did he really get hot now? We want to talk about getting hot and leading their team to a Super Bowl. That was Joe Flacco. Well, that too. Well, he, he, he did he, – yeah. I think he performed like that. I just, I, I'll go back and look at his stats. He didn't, he didn't perform like Joe. Joe was hot. I had to go back and look at his stats. I just, I just know that Eli, just from watching the Giants that year, his regular was decent. It wasn't great. And he just played better as a quarter, played under more control. He didn't turn the ball ball over. It was just a different type of Eli that at that particular time, man. And um, you know, that was the thing that kind of propelled the Giants uh, you know, to, to victory. Not yeah, like, I, like B. I, Jones I, said, he wasn't the sole reason why they won, but 
if he doesn't play as steady as he does, then that defense can't hold Tom Brady to 14 points. Yeah, so I'm lo- I'm looking at I'm looking at Eli's career stats right now. His strongest season was 49 passing yards, which that's a that's a pretty good one. Yes. But on average, on average, he was between you know 3,300 to about about 4,000. That that was kind of on average, and that's that's gonna be consistent with what a top top 10 maybe top 10 quarterback. His uh his 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 most passing touchdowns in the year was 35, which you know that I mean that might have been a Pro Bowl year, but Eli only made four Pro Bowls, mm-hmm. right? But he he's made four Pro Bowls, but he's got two Super Bowl MVPs. So mm-hmm. so put that in your crack pipe and smoke. It, you know what I'm saying? That's the reality. Like I said, is Eli is going to make it to the Hall of Fame on the merits of two outstanding playoff runs to your defense, Kevin. Two outstanding playoff runs, but more or less two Super Bowl rings in which he which he played really good in those games. No doubt, no doubt. I tell you what, man, this is a perfect time for a quick commercial break. We'll take a quick commercial break, and on the other side of the break. I'm going to hit these guys with some rapid-fire questions before we get out of here. Once again, you're listening to the 12 Podcast. I got B. Jones and KT from the Sports Life Talk Podcast. We'll be back in just a second. Yo, Mars Blackman here with my main man, Michael Jordan. Yo, Mike, what makes you the best player in the universe? Is it the vicious stumps? No, Mars. Is it the haircut? No, Mars. Is it the shoes? No, Mars. Is it the extra long shorts? No, Mars. Is the shoes it, right? Nah. Is it the short socks? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. shoes. You sure it's not the shoes? I'm sure, Mars. What about the shoes? No, Mars. Money's gotta be the shoes. And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy, 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle podcast, and we're talking sports. I got the brothers from Sports Life Talk in the building, uh, B. Jones and my man, KT. And like I told you before the break, we are going to hit some rapid fire questions uh, before we get out of here. So, KT, I'll start first with you. We're talking in the the first segment a little bit about, um, and so I I can't remember which one of us mentioned it, the word goat mm. greatest of all time now i don't believe it that i think the, the 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 acronym goat should be retired because it's only meant for one person and in me in my opinion the goat of all goats is muhammad ali but that's just me but if we had to go to the nfl who in your opinion is the in the nfl current nfl or just Overall, just period. It's called the greatest of all time, KT. Ooh, who is the greatest of all time? <laughs> yeah, because I'm, not, I'm not specifying by position. I'm saying the greatest the football. He's the most quarterback. I, I, the no, no, we're not. KT, we're not moving the goalposts. The greatest football player of all time in the oh, NFL. Are you true? You're messing up my, 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 my train of thought. I'm trying to buy. You know who I'm going to go with? <laughs> you better not. You better not. I, I promise you. I think we're going to have the same one on this one. I don't want to go receiver. I'm going to go, golly. And I think I'm reaching here when I'm going with this one, too. But I just, he's the greatest to ever do it at cornerback. He can play receiver. He can return the ball. He can okay. do it all. Okay. I'm going to go Deion Sanders. Okay. Okay. Coach Prime. Okay. I see you. I see you. 
That's just me grasping that straw. I want to, you know, draw this thing out. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dion. I could easily go Jerry Rice too. I'm gonna go Dion. Why, why would you even say Jerry name, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going Jerry Rice, man. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna let you you tee me up on that one. He already kind of stole my thunder. Jerry Rice played. I think it was 16 years. We actually highlighted Jerry Rice. It was uh, episode 80. Um, and, and we gave Jerry Rice a lot of love and, and just watching Jerry Rice on the field. He comes from an HBCU. Mm-hmm. The guy played for like 16 seasons. I mean, he, he won uh, three Super Bowls. So Jerry Rice on pure athletic ability. He, th- there was nobody, nobody covered Jerry Rice no. at his time. And I think that if you put Jerry Rice in the league right now, he would duplicate it and give y'all the business. But Mississippi Valley State, y'all stand up because y'all get y'all, y'all y'all own that brother. Y'all got the rights to Jerry Rice. No doubt, no doubt. And and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, Jerry Rice, in my opinion, and I'm not just saying this just because receiver, but yeah, I think Jerry Rice is the greatest football player of all time in the NFL. Um, okay, can I say one thing? I know ahead. we rapid fire, but but if now this is this is where the the the, the tables are moving the goal in here. You <laughs> oh, said no. we're not doing that, but <laughs> if if we if, if since Kevin moved the goal post in the first part of it, I will say this: if we would have doubled the the span of one surnamed Mr. Sanders, mm. he he would have, in my opinion, been the goat, mm. and also a Bo a, a Bo a, a, a Bo Jackson as mm. well. Both of them boys. Okay. They, they ended too soon, and they both would have had careers that probably would have been arguably the GOATs. And then, and, and since I'm a football guy, and I know it's probably somebody driving and they're pulling their hair out, you, you got to throw Jim Brown name in the conversation. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, 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 you get no argument from me on any of those. Um, B. Jones, NBA. Let's go. Who's the GOAT in the NBA? Mm-hmm. So – so yeah, he, he I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what you what you want me to say. I'm gonna give it to y'all. Uh, I'm gonna say Michael Jordan, and okay. this is why. I don't think I don't think Michael Jordan is the best athlete that ever played in the NBA. I don't think Michael Michael Jordan is the the most winningest player in the NBA. He probably he probably close to it. Uh, but when I watched Michael Jordan, the 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 what Michael Jordan did for the NBA from shoes and fashion to cartoons to uh, wheeze and food. McDonald's, I mean Gatorade, I, I mean just media in general. We're talking about even in the movies uh, with, with Space Jam, Michael Jordan, in my opinion, is the goat of all goats. I know you gave okay. it to Muhammad okay. Ali, but Michael Respect. Jordan to me is the goat of all goats because of what he did. And this is what's crazy. I have to admit this, and only 12 Nation fans gonna hear this. I wasn't even a Michael Jordan fan. <laughs> I had to, I had to look back over his career. I was a Detroit Bad Boy okay. fan, okay. and okay. I, I held I held grudges for years. As you should <laughs> over the, over the way that Detroit got put out them playoffs, man. And they took over the Pistons the, the Pistons oh, reign. Man. But Mike, there there's no comparison. I mean, if you if you could if you could see my office right now where, where I record, I got I got. 25 pair of Jordans in the background. I mean, this mm-hmm. dude, there, there's just nobody who is cola. Michael Jordan, iconic moments, his iconic persona, even the fact that Mike sat out for two seasons yes, yes and played for the for the for the Birmingham Barons mm-hmm. and then came back to, to the NBA. That's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Mike for me, man. KT, what about you? I really hate to agree with my brother, but I want to go LeBron, but just let's let's put this in perspective. Kobe and LeBron, they're greats, right? We can consider those guys goats, right? Mm-hmm. Who did they want to be? Who did they want to be? Mm. 
like Mike. Michael Jordan. LeBron, his game is different. It's more magic than a score mm-hmm. more than number 23. Why? Because of MJ. Now, like B. Jones said, he's not the most athletic, but the dude is a straight-up killer. Mm-hmm. This dude got... Let me ask y'all this. When the last time you had a stomach virus and you went out there and tried to drive day on somebody? Hey, he, it wasn't a stomach virus. He was drunk. He was hungover. It was food poisoning. Remember sure he got, was. Yeah, poisoning. food poisoning by Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> right. Said, that, when the last time you had some Mad Dog 2020? Yeah. Never go. worry the 32nd. That's the that, last that time son, I had it. That Sun Crest Peach. You know? <laughs> but yeah, that, that only adds to his legend, man. I'm a, I'm a complete the trifecta, man. It, it, for me, it's Michael Michael Jordan, man. I mean, he, he is... He, I think LeBron, honestly, LeBron, when LeBron's career, I think he will he will have almost every major statistical category. And LeBron might be the best all-around player that I've ever seen. He might be, you know, I take that back. He's probably the greatest all-around player that I've ever seen in my life. Agreed. But, but he's not, to me, he's not the GOAT. It's LeBron. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's Jordan. That's right. And let me tell you one thing that I hold against LeBron, and this is not fair, so LeBron fans, please put, put, the, put, the, put the gun down, put right. the razor blades down, right? Um, but it's the fact that LeBron has lost so many times in the mm. finals for me. And I know I know what he did getting Cleveland there to play against San Antonio was nothing short of heroic, but losing to the Dallas Mavericks when he had mm. that thing that, that he put together, that counts to me. Yeah. You know, that stuff like that counts. Going, letting the Warriors shoot them out the gym. And I know he lost Kyrie, but that counts to me. Oh, come, come on, now. Beat you. Like hey, that. You, I know, you, I know, you Kevin. Know the I know LeBron I know the fans ain't going to hear that, man. They're, they're not going to have I know. that. I can't but, listen to get away with that. But that's the thing, though, Kevin. You get away with it. But we never we never had to worry about if Michael Jordan was going to lose in the finals because he didn't, sir. Six never, and never, oh. Never made so, it a game seven. And, and, in LeBron's defense, when he had to go against a Steph, a Clay, a KD, now he's got to go Mike, Mike will beat the ball. Well, see, this, Mike. this is why we oh. can't have this debate because, and I get it. Don't get me wrong. I, I totally understand both sides. But I think everybody's going to bump for their guy because every time he's something, well, Jordan had this, Jordan had that, and LeBron didn't have this. I mean, like, it's going to be, you know, like I've heard LeBron fans say, well, oh, man, well, you know, they had to go get KD. They had to go get Steph. I mean, he's going up against four Hall of Famers. And I'm like, I mean, it is. It, you can't help when you were born. So, I mean, jump in a time machine and get the 96 Bulls to play against, you know, LeBron's uh, Cavs team that won that year. Different story, but we can't. So, <laughs> but, here, but Cal, the funny thing is, this is the first time that B. John really just said that Michael Jordan was the GOAT. Oh, wow. Wow, breaking news right here on the Twelve Kyle podcast. <laughs> we both we both love LeBron's game, but I love, in I love I love watching. We got credit. I we got to give. Oh yeah, yeah, you. Oh, we give props. I, I give props. Yeah, I love watching it, and I don't think that he's done. I mean, it's it's really amazing that LeBron has been the physical specimen and injury free, really. That he the way that he's been his entire career, man, because that's that's unheard of. It, it, it's it, it's I think people will. As appreciated as he is now, I think we'll appreciate him even more once he steps away from the game because, I mean, like, he's done so many great things. And he's and, and I always make the case about LeBron that LeBron ultimately will have a bigger impact off the court than he does on the court. And that says a lot. He did a lot of shit and, on the court. 
And ultimately, Kyle, I think that is what's going to move the needle eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take one time to heal all wounds, right? I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to watch LeBron take back from his career, and then we'll be able to sit down and digest it. Now that we don't have the same emotional investment mm-hmm. tied to mm-hmm. tied to the wins and losses, mm-hmm. but I also think that that LeBron has the opportunity to do something that I think Mike missed on, and I'll never I'll never give Mike the the uh, the edification or the glory for the fact of how he. He behaved off the court. Right. And Mike with the gambling problems and 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 being tied into so much negativity. And even I think there's opportunities that Mike could have came out and done something African American community over this over these struggles we've had over the last decade or so. And and although you know you would get a you would get an article every once in a while about Mike donating this or Mike doing that. But look at what LeBron is doing. LeBron was willing to shut down the damn NBA in the bubble. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? He was like, hey, I don't care. Whether we play or not, we're not if we don't have, you know, we don't have something in it. NBA going to come out and say something, and we're going to shut the NBA shut the NBA down for, for a game or two because of the way black people are getting treated. And I think we when you look at LeBron's school and his history and his, his investments and how he's going, I think he's going to do more for people of color than what Mike did, and I think both of them had the equal opportunity. So in that retrospect, in that perspective, then we are going to see LeBron take over and be a little bit more of an iconic figure, equivalent to your guy Muhammad Ali right. taking, you know yeah. what I'm saying, giving right. up his career. And to your point, just to put a bow on it, as far as Jordan is concerned, it was a different, and that's why I never really compared it to, because it was a different era. Nobody asked Mike to do that, and he and it required of him to you know be vocal or anything like because, I mean, let me be honest, in 1984, nobody cared who Magic voted for. You know what I'm saying? Nobody cared. And to be honest, I don't know who Magic voted for because you didn't want to know what your athletes did. You just, you had, but so much to them. You know, you you didn't have, that's why the last dance was as epic as it was because you got a chance to peek in. And, and what I was trying to explain to people who right. didn't live through that time, we weren't privy to seeing any of Jordan's life out of, what we saw in the basketball. Very court, true. Very true. LeBron lives in an era where he shares his, his life, his social media. I mean, hell, his little daughter got an Instagram account, you know? And yeah. so I, the net as big a fan as I am of both. And I think that, like I said, they're both are goats. I still say Jordan is the goat, but I will say this, the thing that LeBron has done is that, you know, I don't know, even given all the indiscretions that Jordan had, if he would have been able to survive, in the social media because Mike oh, had no. a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, and this whole, I mean, from abortions to side chicks, to all kind. Mike, exactly. he got a lot of dirt. And and the thing was, was that the media, a lot of times they would see Mike doing dirt and they look the other way. They wouldn't try, they wouldn't report it because you wanted to be on his good side. You didn't ever want to be on his bad side. So, you know, they would never report that stuff. So, I mean, like if LeBron goes to the strip club tonight, Somebody's going to see him. You know what I'm saying? And somebody's going to report. And I think, I, I don't think that we give LeBron enough credit for being the stand-up his guy. Yeah, yep. his behavior. You know, he don't he don't smoke. He don't. I mean, he drinks, but he don't. You know, he ain't got side kids. He ain't gang affiliated. He, he's he's about as clean cut as you can be. He he annoying as hell with that Taco Tuesday <laughs> crap though. <laughs> but uh, right. he, he's 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 he. I'll say this: LeBron strikes me as the kind of guy that. I would want to hang out with. I wouldn't want to hang out with Jordan. Jordan's an asshole. Exactly. You know, he's just that competitive that, you know, you ever had that friend that's just annoying as that? Like, Jordan seems like that type of guy off the court. 
yeah, I would want to play with him, but I don't think I would want to just hang out. LeBron strikes me as a kind of beer with. Um, two more questions before we get out of here. Um, KT, speaking of basketball, I'm going to give you a scenario. You're down by one with eight seconds left. Who do you want to take the last shot? You can pick anybody that you've seen in your lifetime. So so now you, you can't say uh, Bob Cousy because <laughs> you weren't around with Bob. But anybody in the NBA that you've seen in your lifetime, down eight seconds, excuse me, you're down by one with eight seconds left. Who that you've seen in your lifetime would you want to take the final shot? Ray Allen. Mm, okay. And they go to the Miami Heat. This dude got the ball, didn't even look down. <laughs> got to the three-point line, shot that thing, say the Miami Heat season. I'm going Ray Allen. Okay, okay. B. Jones? Man, this is gonna be a crazy whacked out answer. I'm gonna give it's two parts. So 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 my my mind is telling Reggie Miller. I just I don't know. It was, it was something about Reggie Miller, Jay. It was just silk. And I think I think honestly, Reggie Miller was probably one of the most underrated three point shooters in the game. I think we talk about Steph Curry and all these other cats, mm-hmm. but if if the game if like when we talk about error versatility, Reggie can play in this game and will pass all day long from three point. But this is my answer. And please, 12 now, Kyle Nation, don't kill me. But uh I gotta go with big shot Rob Ory, man. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, <laughs> hey, Bob, Bob hey, gonna make it. It's going in. <laughs> Mute his mic, Kyle. He's doing too much. You know, no, no, no you know no, what? He, he has a point. He had because I, I know if if he's Rob, open. I, if he opened that thing going in, yeah, I don't now, know how he do it. Right. If 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 it's if it's just a normal say in, in say March in this regular season, I don't want Bob, right. uh, you know, Robert Ory shooting that shot. But if it's in the playoffs, right. And if it's a game on the line of any type of significance, <laughs> y'all find a way to tip that thing over there to Ory because that's money in the bank. Right. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not gonna be the guy that's gonna stand at the top of the key and cross you up and you know. Hit a fadeaway shot off one foot. No, that's not him. But no, I I, I feel you, B. Jones. You 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 get no argument from me. Um, I'm gonna go with Jordan on this, but I'll say this: if it was, and the reason why I say this is because eight seconds gives you time to square up, take a guy off the dribble, whatever the case may be. Jordan or Kobe could do that. Yeah, I was kind of shocked Kevin didn't say Kobe. If what it, happened there, Kevin? If it were if four seconds. And you don't have as much time. I'm going Reggie. I'm, I'm with yeah, you, Jones. I'm yeah. going Reggie because Jordan. I don't think was the the guy to get off the quick shot. Jordan, his shot and the way that he angles his body and and squares his body up to the basket, it takes time for him to do that. So I think he would need more time to get that shot off. But four seconds, man. Reggie hit a shot. He hit a three, falling off one leg, falling out of bounds. You know, Reggie was clutch, man. So I. For this scenario, since I said eight seconds, I'm gonna go Jordan. But I, I, I feel you on the, on the Reggie call. But, but, but Ray, Kev, I, I just, dismiss me, huh? <laughs> no, nah, but Kev, what? How did you pick Ray over Kobe, man? You love Kobe. Tell, tell me what happened. I'm a little surprised Kev. he didn't pick Kobe too. Did you get okay. nervous? So, because we on Twelve Nation podcast, man. We, no, no, no. Who has a better jumper, Ray Allen or Kobe? Ray, Ray got a better yeah. jumper, but we talking about eight seconds. Now look, but, Kobe, yeah, Kobe gonna score. have to drill. Ray Allen's gonna come out green, and if you don't get him, cash. But here, but here's the thing, though, KT. You, we said eight seconds. So with with that, Kobe doesn't necessarily have to shoot a J. He can take you to the cup. 
Okay, so how about this? I'll change it and go Larry Bird. Would y'all be happy if I did that? Eight <laughs> Take seconds, me first Larry Bird. man. Bird's one of the coldest I've ever seen, Larry man. Bird. Since I'm getting double teamed, I should have brought hey, somebody bro, else in. We're not here to bully you. We're not trying to make you change your answer. Get double teamed. I see how it is. I, I got y'all. All I right, still man. love y'all. All right, man. It's Last right. question before we get out of here. Um, Scenario, B. Jones, you're down by five. We're talking football here. Down by okay. five. One time, one minute, 20, you know, a minute, 20 left on the clock. And you got to go 80 yards. Who do you want to be your quarterback? Man, that's a cold-blooded question, man. God, thank you. I'm going to say it again. You're down five, one timeout, minute, 20 left. You got to go 80 yards. Who do you want to be your quarterback? (sighs) You, You put me in a corner. And uh, it's not fair. And Evan is going to hold this against me for a long time. And I am not a fan by any means necessary. But I am going to say Peyton Manning. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just, <laughs> I, will, I will give him the credit. No, man, <sighs> Captain, Captain America, man. Oh my Captain God, America, Brady. I can hear I mean, the pain in your voice, B. Uh, I know, I know, bro. I know. Ah, uh, it's hard for me to even, even spew these, these nasty, hideous words no coming out doubt. my mouth. But now, nah, Tom Brady is just a one dog, and that's that's money in the bank. Giving that, giving that dude, that, you know, that much time, and I, I just. He, he, he could he could it's something about that leadership i, I knock leadership because i don't think we should talk about leadership when we have goat conversations mm-hmm. i don't think it's relevant i think leadership leaders can lead in different ways as as coach kt told me in his illustrious media career mm-hmm. but but this is the deal when when that when that when that time is running off that clock and when tom brady gets to that huddle and he gets on that knee them boys gonna be focused they're gonna be locked in and when tom brady said hey guys calm down we got this we finna win this game mm. every and lead that huddle believe in that those words mm-hmm. and they facts. and they going to win that game facts 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 what about you kt again down five one time out mm-hmm. you got 80 yards to go minute who's your quarterback now listen Uh-oh. it's tom brady but to be different from b jones because i don't want to sound too much like him I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes right now. Okay. We we did in the Super Bowl with a broken line. This dude is diving and throwing dimes. Mm. So you give him that a timeout and 80 yards, the answer is Tom Brady, just hands down. But to make it different, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. Okay, okay. And I don't don't know how old are. I'll give them these two just in case we we got an older crowd on here that's probably cringing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, Joe Montana. Could have easily been that guy too. Yes. Joe Montana could have been could have been that dude, and as well as uh as well as a John Elway. So either yeah. one of them boys no could have been yeah. in this conversation as well. But Tom Brady, obviously biased. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I just I've seen it time and time again, and he's he's fresh off the mental celebrate number seven. So I'm I'm gonna go Trump, Captain you're not America. Wrong. That is the correct answer. It is Tom Brady, hands <laughs> down. That's a little variety. I had to put Mahomes, but it's it's Brady. Nah, for me, it, it's not Brady. It's not Mahomes. It's not John Elway. It is this is easy for me. It is Dan Marino. Oh, I like Thunder Dan. Dan Marino was the coldest quarterback, in my opinion, in that type of situation, coldest quarterback you ever want to see. Because he was gonna shred you up. And here's the thing. He's you got a minute twenty left. He's probably gonna score with like three seconds left on it. So he ain't gonna leave you no time. Ain't gonna be no chance to kick or get an onside kick or anything like that. Dan Marino, he did not win a Super Bowl, but I think, in, in my opinion, 
when you talk about quarterbacks and and being in scenarios like that, he was the best that I've ever seen do it. Like I mean, like he was, he, he was cold. And he, no, he he didn't have the ring. Doesn't have the same cachet as as uh, as as Brady does, but. One of the baddest quarterbacks uh, from that, definitely one of the best from that uh, class of '84 heralded quarterbacks. Um, I tell you what, man, to 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 piggyback off of what you're saying, mm-hmm. if Dan Marino had just got one, yes. especially if Dan Marino could have won two rings, I think Dan Marino would be not only um, in one of the discussion. I think he would easily be in the discussion for the top five, if not top three quarterbacks that ever played the game. I think like, so too. People have seen Drew Brees come out there and throw for 5,000 yards. Like, and he's done it like a couple of times, but da- hey, Dan Marino was doing it every year. Yes, yes. And, and, and this is the thing he literally had sucky teams all around him. Never had a running back. I think he only no. had, a, I think he only had, and I have to look it up, but I think he had a running back rush for 1,000 yards once in his career. Like, he, he just never had no type of running back. So it was just yeah, but he didn't want a running back, so that was on him. <laughs> well, he, he, he didn't make the personnel thing. decisions. I think the thing was the Dolphins just knew that every Sunday, Marino was good for three fifty and three touchdowns. That yep. was that was automatic. Cow, he didn't want a running back. He wanted to just drop back and just throw it. That, that was, <laughs> come, on. come on, man! It's eighty four. He had a chance to to tell the team what he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, this this has been great, man. Before you guys get out of here, um, KT, tell us where you got, where we can hear you guys and where they can follow you guys and check you guys out on social media and the whole nine. Yeah, on uh, what, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's just at Sports Life Talk. We're everywhere. So if you type our name in in the uh, what, uh, podcast platform, you're going to find us, Sports Life Talk. Make sure you go to our YouTube page. Please subscribe. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Central. You can stream us live on Facebook. But if you want to interact with us and be really a part of the show, join us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's a fun time. We got uh, we got a couple of more co-hosts, uh, Serge, uh, KD, Miss Manhattan, and then uh, and then Gemini Jones. I yeah. mean, it's 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 truly a blast, and it's a it's a roller coaster. And I guarantee you, I'm gonna say something that's gonna piss you off. So come on, <laughs> bring, bring ass, bring your ass. Let's go. That is old great. Bring your ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, well fellas, I definitely appreciate you guys coming on, um, and, and look forward to doing it. We definitely got to do this again and talk more sports. Uh, all of you listening, you know where you can find me. You've been listening this long. I think you know where to find me. Uh, the 12 Kyle podcast can be found on every podcast and stream where you can find where podcasts are free. Uh, the podcast drops every uh, Thursday at midnight. But you subscribe to this podcast because we will be dropping bonus episodes on Sundays as well. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. So for KT and B. Jones, I'm your man, 12 Kyle. We will hey, catch Kyle. you next. What's up? I'm sorry. I just wanted to get a fans this. If you was listening to the first segment, UMBC was the name of the team that beat Virginia in the, in the playoffs. Ah, University of Maryland, Baltimore. Baltimore County. Yep, yep. Baltimore <laughs> County. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm no, sorry. No, no, it's I just all good. To get fans that. It's all good. And that's going to do it for us. Again, thanks again for checking out this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. 5G. <laughs>